Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 119 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. We started this show off with a new piece from Ian William Craig. And we're playing that here because... Sean McCann, who operates the Recital label, who put out the first Ian William Craig stuff, is joining me here in the studio, flew into town to perform at the Arts Center of St. Peter, and we've got that under our belts, so now we can talk about show, we can talk about label, and we're just going to hang out for the next two hours and make radio. (laughs) So welcome, Sean. (laughs) Welcome. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, this has been fun. Uh, Your first time kind of to the midwest at least for a few days uh, yeah you know, no for it's an extended been, period of time it's been very unique and everyone i noticed everyone has been so nice here compared to maybe los angeles <laughs> everyone's a lot warmer i would say yeah well there is that that idea of minnesota nice um mm. but a lot of people say that that's just a facade that underneath we're all very bitter people <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> well give me a couple more days and we'll You'll see yeah <laughs> but uh it's so great that you were able to come out and the show last night was so much fun um the cool stuff you got to play two new pieces yeah some solo stuff playing in a trio lineup as well and uh, i guess anybody listening out there who were, was in attendance thank you for coming out yeah we had a good time yeah it was great and troy schaefer really kind of stole the show i'd say he played a really beautiful performance so yeah that was uh incredible yeah incredible it was really <laughs> i great. think anybody would uh who saw that would agree with that so. yeah and it's also it was a full circle thing for me because I've never met Troy in person mm-hmm. and he was, you know, one of the first uh re- releases on recital. Uh he did that CDR Evening Song Awaken the uh, early early on. Well, the first the, like batch of releases. Third yeah. third release, yeah. So it was great and he, you know, he's performed on uh a couple of my recordings, right. the public ensemble he played violin and uh, but yeah, I've always had great respect for him. So that, that turned out super nice that, that you invited him. And I'm glad. Yeah, the yeah. connection worked out really well. And um, But what we thought we'd do here to start off uh, playing some recital stuff. And, and interestingly, when, when you put out that first batch of releases with Troy's release, I think we ha- I had you on the show at that time where the label was just sort of in its right, in- infancy right. stage. Yeah. And now you've been active for a while. That was probably, how long has it been? Five, six That's years? That's been now? like five, six years. Yeah. yeah. So this it goes back to the early days of, of the podcast show. But um, you've kind of ramped up activity a bit more in the last couple of yeah. years, getting into more vinyl releases and even some interesting archival things with like Italian sound poetry and stuff like that. But maybe we should start with this Ian William Craig stuff because there is a, a release in the works that you're there is. Deal- dealing with. Yeah, Ian and I wanted for a while to do a, a five-year anniversary of his first record, but I think it's only going to be four years. Uh, <laughs> but it's a double record that expands upon A Turn of Breath, his first record on recital. So it has the a remastered version of the the record and then the second lp is the first like 100 copies came with the cdr um called short of breath that had you know outtakes and so forth so that's the c side and the d side is all new unreleased stuff from that era as well and, so and that's what we heard in that that was piece. actually no that the, the piece we heard was from the ep that came okay, with okay. um the first it's called a slight grip 
part three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. missing out on that. I think I came to it a few months after, and yeah. those initial 100 were sold out. Right. So I was bummed, but yeah, yeah. so it's cool that this is seeing the light of day. I was so surprised that Ian's, I, I can never gauge what's going to be popular or not, and when Ian's, I was worried I was going to put it out and just be sitting on copies forever because I had no grasp, but yeah, it ended up not being the case. You know, you oh, never such, I, I found that recording to be so compelling. And I remember initially just reading about it going, oh, it's a trained uh, operatic singer. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Right. But when I heard it and how this all, the voice mesh so well with tape and all, oh, just, it's such a gorgeous record. And oh, yeah. his body of work is, if you haven't, you you that's something you need to explore right now. Cause yeah, it's incredible it really stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'd say if you are interested, I would pick up a copy of the double LP, even if you have the first one, just cause it's a, it's a gatefold record. So that'll be coming out in, in June. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's probably going to be it. Uh, just a one-time reissue. And then right. that's probably it with Ian at this point. I mean, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> right. Right. He, he's um, got a lot of uh, things happening. Yeah. Else. There is talk of, uh, Ian and myself and Sarah Devachi actually doing a collaborative record. He's oh, going to be, Ian's coming to Los Angeles in May um, to work on another project. And so we'll likely hang out and That'd be cool. record. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully that'll come to fruition. But yeah, you've got a, a bunch of other things too. Speaking of Sarah Devachi, I mean, that's another recent release. And yeah, um, you've got all the stuff queued up here. So maybe I should ask you. So we, we're going to play some newer recital titles yeah, forthcoming things and i know that's one like that's the most recent to come out and then you've got an ivy tree one on deck yeah maybe let me play the ivy tree i mean sarah's record is sold out um so that's ancient history but uh actually i'm doing a cd reissue of that one um that it looks really beautiful it has like a gold foil printing on the cover and so i'm trying to get people to uh, want to buy CDs because I love CDs and I think that they As sound great and there's no test pressing nightmare and there's uh, and they're a third of the cost exactly yeah they're a lot more affordable so I really am trying to push the CD uh, area so hopefully you uh, will be into it as well so uh, but for now let me play there's an upcoming album on recital uh, by the Ivy Tree which is Glenn Donaldson who was one of the founding members of the jeweled antler right. collective which um you know some of you may know about but anyway let me let me play this song and you can kind of get acquainted with his his work yeah. it actually uh it's funny dave thought that it was ian william craig actually when yeah, when the, you were hearing it the vocals initially yeah, yeah initially, have a, there's yeah. A, some similarities to it and and glenn donaldson for the i mean he's been involved in so many different things and uh like uh, Jeweled Antler, I think, was very important uh, for for people who got into it. They were a super important band, heading off into not only I think folk songs, but in just like sound art in general. Right. Some of the people that were involved in that great uh, a great area of music to explore. But right. I'm really excited that this and this was all unreleased material, right? Yeah, this is all stuff that he was just sitting on. Um, so it it's nice that he opened it up opened up his right. archive <laughs> yeah right right um yeah i mean I'm, I'm equally as big a fan of his kind of ambient right pastoral you know playing outside and you know 10 15 minute tracks you know i love that stuff as well but to me it's so impressive that someone can do both you know have the yeah. patience for both so. and there is i mean elements although this is more song-based stuff but there is some of that like outdoor recordings and stuff of featured course, on yeah. this record yeah you're right yeah so what is the track that we're going to play here? Uh, it's called Oh White Heron. So... 
Well, yeah. let's hear it. This All is right. uh, Ivy Tree.
All right, from another recent release of yours, talking about some of the archival stuff that you've been doing. This is one from Charles Morrow and Toot 2. I played something from this just a couple of shows back, actually. Another one of his wave pieces, and this is another one from that. Here's sounding kind of like a loose uh, free jazz, free folk ensemble there. Yeah. But that's a really fascinating release because I love the the big booklet and everything that comes with it. There's a lot that went into that. Yeah, yeah. Charlie um, and his wife um, put a lot of time into getting the resources together, and then I helped lay it out. And mm-hmm. I yeah. said Charles, didn't I? It's Charlie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably is Charles. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he he goes by Charlie. Um, yeah. No. So that it's interesting that recording we just listened to was recorded by. Uh, it's a mono recording, I think, uh, by a woman that was dancing. Uh, it's a circular performance that kind of spirals around. So mm-hmm. it was a, like a handheld tape um, just with her spinning throughout the performance. So that's <laughs> kind of a nice little... Uh, and it actually doesn't sound... You don't get that effect from it. So right, it's right. pretty decent yeah. recording. No, it's, it's great, yeah. Um, but, but he's no. an interesting character. I mean, this is called Toot Toot, and there is a, a set called toot uh, yeah. of some of his other and that is that sort of also i don't want to say an anthology but a collection of it is, uh, a, a range huge, of his pieces right? it is like yeah three, th- three cds um it's a great collection if you if you can get a copy it's it's beautiful 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 mm-hmm. stuff i mean um there it ranges from more wave pieces mm-hmm. um there's a, a harp one with 30 harpists i believe and then there's a 40 cello uh those two are just stunning and then one of my favorite pieces on that album is it's the book of hours or something along those, those lines it's a mm-hmm. it's like a 50 minute kind of opera radio oh, crazy, thing yeah. it's just beautiful singing and outdoor recordings and it's, it's really stunning so charlie actually has the next one lined up toot tree oh really uh, yeah, yeah so are you, and you're so, putting that up well, well that that's the the name for it when it does come oh out, i so got we'll you yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> he's all about the toots though um <laughs> But no, it's a beautiful record. He is such a nice guy to to work with, and um, yeah, no, it's been a it's been a dream. I I encourage people to to check out that record. Yeah, I mean, well, the record. So, how did you come about putting that one together? I mean, were you just did you work with him, just kind of culling through the archives to pull out these pieces that just unreleased stuff that he had that he's been sitting on? Yeah, yeah. We um we even had some you know quarter inch tapes transferred, and he has an archive of a ton of music of his own music and sound poetry and yeah. everything. I mean, he, he lives on Dick Higgins old estate in mm-hmm. Vermont between there and, uh, Helsinki, but his archive is just vast and insane. Yeah. So I'm f- actually, he and I are working together on reissuing a ton of related music to his world. Okay. And so that's just starting. I just got 25 gigs of transfer oh, quarter inch tape recording. So including this one there's actually this unreleased Robert Filiou piece mm. who I'm a huge fan of and it's about a 7 minute voice thing so hopefully that'll come out somehow but yeah yeah did that connection come about through that initial uh release of the Dick Higgins piece yeah it was I reached out to Charlie badgering him through email and finally <laughs> we talked on the phone cuz I wanted to publish that Dick Higgins tape he did on New Wilderness Audio Graphics and that blossomed into I mean, he's such a charming guy to talk to. And then he came and stayed with me in LA and, and we just slowly started listening to more of his music and, and decided to, to go ahead with it. And yeah, it's, it's been great. So there's actually a number of other projects of related 
new wilderness audiographic stuff um, like a jackson mclow cd is going to be coming out and hopefully more dick higgins and yeah so there's a there's a ton of stuff related to charlie so i'm very appreciative to to him yeah that's that's been an uh, aspect of the label that has really emerged in the last few years sort of getting into more of not only like the fluxus artist but into sound poetry too that's something and i know we've we've talked prior to coming up here today to record this that that is an area that something that you collect that you have a a deep interest in yeah i'm wondering is that something for i mean not only as a fan but as a label to be able to kind of go back and revisit some of that stuff because not a lot of it is widely available no no it's not um and that's what i it's such a it's like chasing a this elusive right. uh, thing and then when you finally snare it it's like what do you do now you know cuz <laughs> right. chasing it is half the fun you know um trying to get the right person to talk to and the original master files right. and the art files and everything and the process is 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 fun it's addicting so um but yeah no i think this would segue segue well to um I'm putting out an LP by Francois Dufresne um, or Dufresne. And uh, <laughs> that is, he's a huge influence on, on me and artistically and sonically and everything. So this is a tape that was put out in the, I think, 70s, late 70s. Um, and by a, a label called S-Press mm-hmm. Tapes. And uh, it's just, it's some un- unreleased only on this cassette that I had transferred and um, mastered and sounds good. And I got permission from his son to publish it, which is great. So that'll be coming out soon. It's just a, it's been on my dream list to, yeah. to publish some of his what, materials. What so. year are these recordings from? These are from, I think the, the piece that I'm going to play is from 1972. Okay. I think yeah. it was him performing um, at one of the sound poetry festivals at Filkingen in Stockholm. So it's called Stockholm Paris 2 is the name of this track, and it's just insane. So let me uh, cue it up here. Thank <laughs> you. 
that was nice. I feel like I've found a very calm place right now. Yeah, that. me too. <laughs> Brand new stuff from Carla Barecki. The second release that you've done with her, Carla being from Idea Fire Company, and gosh, her solo piano stuff is just gorgeous. It is absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. So that's an that's an LP coming out called The Still Life, and that'll be coming out late this summer. So yeah, we should maybe mention that there was a recent Idea Fire Company tape that you put out too. Um, which is kind of an interesting tape. Uh, this uh, basically taking the same piece, but was recorded uh, just different recordings of the same extended piece that they were working on for a live show that they were doing. Yeah. And I think it's a really cool tape. I mean, it's one of those kind of like Carla's stuff here that you could just let play on throughout right. the day and just kind of bask in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, patience is something that Scott and Carla can do with, grace so uh, yeah that's a rare thing and i really appreciate that about them so yes but holy cow that uh sound poetry piece that we oh, played before Dufresne, that yeah that was intense yeah it's it's i was telling you uh while we were listening that i love how it kind of is a marriage of like humor and un you know bridled emotion <laughs> and uh just you know it's just uh self-expression in in such an intense way that is just shocking you know so yeah and i was trying to i mean because there were sort of these layered elements too i mean were was there tape was he playing with tape i think it was a tape of himself and then him performing over over the tape tape. that's what i thought Yeah. yeah but yeah there's a certain intensity and physical quality to the the I mean, he's <laughs> like a, a bestial yeah. quality to it, yeah. but insane stuff. His when, visual artwork is actually really great too. So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't. Maybe you did mention this, but when did you say that you were anticipating putting that one? Was that like a fall release? Or something? yeah, it'll probably be like late summer, fall. So yeah, I have like a million records in production. Yeah. So it's. Uh, but these sound poetry ones are really great. I mean, one overlooked gem I think in recent years is that Giovanni uh, Fontana. Fontana. Yeah, I think that. And some of those Italian sound poets that you've done, but that one is if if you haven't heard that, like that is incredible. I still have copies. Please yeah, but that's so. an incredible record. Yeah. If you thought that uh, that one that we just played was cool, check out that Fontana record. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he has a catalog of just you know hours and hours of unreleased mm-hmm. stuff as well. So, and I love the the detail that you go into with the additional booklet and information that yeah. you provide. So it provides some context for the work and. Lots of photos and images and stuff, right. scores. Yeah, so. he's also really great to work with. He's so organized, and he's he's helped with the other sound poetry publications I've done, like the Arrigo Laura Totino, and he's helping with an Adriano Spatola LP coming out, which is I'm very very excited about. He is a you know such an influence on me, Adriano Spatola. Um, he, I mean, he passed away 30 years ago. This this year but um so that'll be coming out soon and then also uh luciana otterbizani i think i'm saying that right is a female sound poet that they're really or she's you know voice poet artist and right. uh she's an italian artist from the 80s and i think late 70s um so he's helping with that reissue as well so those will be coming out so you're kind of diving into the whole uh, italian sound poetry which I don't know. Is that that seems to me that it hasn't been as documented as some of the other areas, like some of the, I don't know, French sound poetry and other. But but correct, I mean, I could be maybe right. I'm just totally pulling that out of my. No, rear. no. I mean, I, I there are, is there's so many people um, that haven't like Algamargan hasn't 
hit yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's what uh, Adriana Spatola and this Luciana woman uh, have not had their stuff published at all. Right, so right. I think it'll be it'll be a nice treat, and it's such a you know to me I don't really care if people buy it or not. You know, it's, it's just uh, out, yeah. it's just fun to to work on and have you know some experience with in a very personal way so yeah well what else you got lined up here we're kind of this now we're like full on into recent things uh upcoming things yeah and it's you've got your uh got your hands full with yeah i do here, it sounds uh like. well this i could play something um that's going to come out quite soon a cd from asha shashadri and christian Morand have a oh, project yeah, yeah. together called open corner that we just put together the all the files and the artwork for so it's a odd cd um i love it it's like 28 minutes it's very concise and uh it i think it's perfect for the cd format just the sound christian's field recordings are so specific and asha's voice is just very uh the proximity is intense so Mm -hmm. it's uh i'll play a track from that um the album is called empty pool to no one and here's a here's a track from that. She loved this hard-won vacuum of something, of something, fiercely. She loved this hard-won vacuum something fiercely, a vacuum of sobriety. Keeping the internal hum to herself. The rationing of information, of a diagnosis of shame, of a diagnosis of shame. A diagnosis of shame. Dancing with her vacuum. Dancing with her vacuum. Everyone loves bypassing terminology and old fashioned alienation. It's all a styrofoam plate littered with X, Y, and Z. Take what you want as you come and go. Miscalculations. Denial. And reprisal.
it's no stretch to say that everyone loves a fucked up juxtaposition of images overreacting <laughs> thresholds repeatedly revised based on the wallpaper's condition after putting away the vacuum she opened a book flipping the pages square to the John Cheever short story The Swimmer it read it was one of those midsummer Sundays when everyone sits around saying I drank too much last night you might have heard it whispered by the parishioners leaving the church heard it from the lips of the priest himself heard it from golf links and the tennis courts heard it from the wildlife preserve where the leader of the Audubon group was suffering from a terrible hangover I drank too much said Donald Westerhazy we all drank too much said Lucinda Merrill it must have been the wine said Helen Westerhazy His life was not confining, and the delight he took in this observation could not be explained by its suggestion of escape. She seemed to see, with the cartographer's eye, that string of swimming pools, that quasi-subterranean stream that curved across the country. A discovery, a contribution to modern geography. The water, the lack of water, reflected the sounds of voices and laughter and seemed to suspend it in midair. smiling bartender from a hundred parties delivered a gin and tonic it would storm the stand of cumulus cloud that city had risen and darkened and while she sat there she heard the percussiveness of thunder again It was suddenly growing dark. It was that moment when the pin-headed birds seemed to organize their song into some acute and knowledgeable recognition of the storm's approach. Then there was a fine noise of rushing water from the crown of an oak at his back, as if a spigot there had been turned. Then the noise of fountains came from the crowns of all the tall trees. Why did he love storms? She thought to herself, why do I love storms? What was the meaning of his excitement, of her excitement, when the door sprang open and the rain wind fled rudely up the stairs? 
why had the simple task of shutting the windows of an old house seem fitting and urgent? Why did the first watery notes of a storm wind have, for him or for her, the unmistakable sound of good news, cheer, glad tidings? She closes the book, realizing she is conflating himself with herself. Dancing with her vacuum. Dancing with her vacuum. Everyone loves bypassing terminology. And old-fashioned alienation. It's all a styrofoam plate. Littered with X, Y, and Z. Take what you want as you come and go. Miscalculations. That was stuff from Cop Tears, and that was actually a release that I know I played something from a while ago. This is something that comes out on the Reading Group label uh, that is run by Derek Barron, 
and you're going to reissue that one because that was a very limited CD when it came out. Yeah, yeah. I think he made 40 copies. Also, it's a CDR, which I have uh, issue with because I uh, they can disintegrate and yes. fall apart, and they're yeah. so fragile. So, uh, yeah, I'll be doing a um, two, you know glass mastered cds the the open corner cd and the cop tears uh, simultaneously so um they, i think they pair nicely together mm-hmm. um so but yeah i know derek has been really nice to work with and that stuff is just very beautiful so that's a trio with him and and two other people and um actually i emailed the john cage trust to get make sure i wasn't right. gonna get in any hot water so they um they approved it they had to listen to it first and approve the arrangement because it's Normally it's for a different instrumentation, but they uh, they didn't say they liked it, but they they approved it. So whatever. <laughs> you that don't know means. how they yeah. feel, but they rubber stamped it. You're, yeah, you're exactly. In the clear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that stuff will be coming out early in the in the summer. Um, because CDs are easier to make. Exactly. To make. They are indeed. Yeah. So there's the reissue of Sarah Devachi's album that's going to be a nice CD edition, and then there's so there'll be actually three CDs all at all at yeah. once. Um, yeah. So otherwise I have some more music to play of my own. I guess we could play an unreleased thing from, from myself. Mm-hmm. I am, um, releasing a book and a CD, really shoving the CD thing down your throat. <laughs> so, um, and pairing it with a book though has been a, a thing that you've done quite a bit of. I mean, there's yeah. those, that series of releases that you've done with um, Eric Schmidt. Yeah. 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 Well, so what, is that something that's sort of an ongoing? Yeah, part we of the have label? one more that we're kind of working on with Jonathan Jean, who's part of the Mike Pollard uh, FPBJPC crew, which okay. I don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> no, that. I'm not. Um, but Jonathan Jean wrote a score that he's having um, about ten friends record and and work on it. So that's that's in the process um, of being recorded. That'll be the fourth. Uh, in the Saints series so, of yeah. Eric Schmidt's kind of, uh, it's his baby. So, um, but I really enjoy, especially the Saint Francis one is is my favorite of of those. And there, I love working with Eric because he's so inspired and he he has a very interesting mind and way of looking at things. And mm-hmm. I, I like how active he he is. So, it's been great working with him on his very, right. very so what, odd stuff. Right, right, right. So, what will this new uh, I think consist of the book is this like poet poetry and then uh, my book or the yeah the one that you're speaking of the fourth coming? oh right right so my book is um it's called saccharine scores and it's about 120 pages of scores and um photographs and and things of, along that and poetry and it comes with the cd that has four tracks of unreleased stuff and um it includes a recording of my performance in Stockholm at Filkingen that I did earlier this year. I wrote a an ensemble piece for ten players and um, for John Chandler's edition festival. So that is it's a it's a live recording from that which I, I can play an excerpt of. Um, it's a twenty six minute piece, but mm-hmm. uh, that was so fun. You know, writing poetry and sheet music for for all the players was really great. So um, so it includes that and three other pieces and. I hope, um, you know, I hope people are into it, even though it's not a record, you know, I find that, um, some people won't buy it unless it's a, uh, (laughs) record. So I like the pairing of, uh, poetry and, and CD because, you know, like 
part of the people say they don't want CDs because uh, you can just upload everything. Well, you don't. You don't have the book. The book's key. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You can hold on to and page through. I yeah, think. it has the. It actually has the sheet music in it and all the text and uh, a lot of photographs from the performance. So mm-hmm. at that show, Sarah played. Sarah Devachi played piano with me as well. Um, and my friend Maxwell August Croy sang and, and oh, yeah. read text. So it was kind of a very comforting. And uh, all the players, all the local Swedish players, were were great. So, mm-hmm. um, well, let me play. Are we starting with that one? Or yeah, we... let's let's play that that one. Um, it's called Portraits of Friars. Is the the name of the piece? And uh, so this was done in February of of 2018 in, uh, at Filking in in Stockholm.
Ladies and gentlemen, from the Roxy stage. <laughs> so Sean was explaining to me this recording right there is he and Matthew Sullivan, who you've collaborated with before, one of your early records on recital. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorites, actually, in the back catalog. But here you are performing live, and I, I we're not joking, live from the Roxy yeah. in Los Angeles. What a what a wild experience it was to be playing bizarre. in a rock venue huh yeah it was there was a curtain that was you know rolled up and there was an announcer that that you know was way over the top um but yeah. it was it was a bizarre fun experience um but that was years and years ago i think that was four years ago or five years ago or something it feels like mm -hmm. um i feel like i should have upped my game when i, I introduced you <laughs> last night like <laughs> live from the art center <laughs> <laughs> the sleazy jazz guy or whatever yeah i know um <laughs> 
no that was fun though so that was a that was actually released jeff witcher um put that it was a live cd that he put out i actually never got a copy jeff but um <laughs> just it saying. was uh limited cdr kind of thing so hopefully one day that'll get reissued it's a nice little collection of unreleased stuff from what was his Matt. what was his cdr label? salon salon yeah that's right yeah, yeah i think he's like who knows what he's if he's gonna keep doing it i hope he does um but yeah he would just sporadically put out things so mm-hmm. um, in that live piece uh that that was really nice oh thank sounding. you yeah and that will, again will be a part of that book that you were mentioning yeah, yeah. soon so that'll be coming out also in the summer um saccharin scores so very cool yeah that was that was a lot of fun to to put together that piece and i've been doing more composing and stuff yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to do we should maybe mention uh, and seth graham who was here recently was talking about something that you two took part in of composing uh something for this russian yeah we were uh, approached um by chimatic i believe that's how you say it um ensemble i think it's a quintet or a sextet in moscow outside of moscow and um to compose some pieces for this philip glass tribute um so that was bizarre and sarah devachi also was approached so us three had our pieces performed alongside some philip glass pieces and they've all been recorded really nicely in a studio and those recordings are beautiful. So I think hopefully that will be released either by Seth or myself or somebody in the, in the future, but those turned out really great. Seth's piece is really beautiful and yeah, it's, it's a, it was nice. So they actually just approached me again to compose something for a, like an outdoor sculpture festival. So um, is there anything that you would say is a continuation of the music for public and private ensemble? Is that something that you, see like scoring something like that for a solo record down the road um i don't know i feel like those two records i had to go through to kind of become okay with using other people in my music and relying on you know writing stuff out and um so i feel like i'm i'm kind of done with that i think then if i do make a next record it would be like kind of the opposite like a solo studio record Mm -hmm. with keyboards and all very stripped down yeah yeah um um yeah my my girlfriend has a ton of instruments she collects instruments so it'd be great to be able to utilize even a a portion of her in she has a harpsichord she has you know everything and it's it's um it'd be great to just sort of have a a week where I get in the studio and do kind of the opposite of what I have been doing. So that hopefully that'll happen later this year. Um, Time time permitting. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, well, cool. Well, what, what do we have? We're kind of, we're almost hitting our home stride here. I mean, this has been just flying by. Yeah. Um, well there's a, there's still more unreleased or upcoming songs that I can play from recital stuff. It's just endless. It's crazy um i can play something by rip Heyman, uh okay. who's actually a an associate of charlie morrow's and this record is still being chiseled um again he had like four or five hours of material that mm-hmm. was sent or actually way more than that of raw tapes that um he, he that i that i got and just beautiful all over the map stuff so maybe i'll play this there's this one very like ambient piece of his that is just really beautiful yeah. he he um he helped run a lot of different publications including ear magazine which mm. is um was a you know poetry slash art journal for a while and um anyway so um here's a here's a 
excerpt from the first side of an LP that's going to be on recital from Rip Heyman probably either next year or late this year. So here you go.
ensemble. Ouais. Partout, chante avec moi. Partout, Partout la nature piece of music that we just heard there that kind of deals with uh, family connections and, and loss of memory. But uh, just want to explain the, tr- the piece that we played and the artist? That that uh, comes yeah, from? that was Noor Mubarak, and she has a record um, called Father Fugue coming out uh, in the summer. So it's, is, it's, it, is this her first record? Because I'm not familiar. Yeah, she, um, she lived in Portland for a while. Now she lives in Los Angeles, and she's just a very interesting artist and... Uh, and yeah, I've just I've been friends with her and respect her her artistic uh, discretion and and so yeah, so that that's coming out. Beautiful mi- mixture of voices mingling, co-mingling. Yeah. Too. And then uh, and then recap the piece that we played again before uh, another. The first track was by Rip Heyman, um, and is from a record that I'm still editing down, basically. But I was going to say one thing that you noticed or that you mentioned in our previous. Uh, talking segment is this idea of going through hours and hours of listening to archives yeah. and stuff and I'm wondering you must when you get you know how many gigs of stuff I mean, what that's an intense process it is yeah I through. love it though it's great um, 
I do it mainly when I'm on airplanes is when I really yeah. have nothing else to, that I can distract myself with. So I really get down to it. In fact, that on Rip's record that we listened to an excerpt from, that was all edited on a on a plane. Oh, really? Yeah, fr- flying back from London. Um, I boiled down, you know, four hours into about an hour. Yeah, and yeah. From there, I got down to about 45 minutes. But yeah, it's I mean, it's really beautiful stuff i don't even know when that stuff was recorded necessarily i need mm-hmm. to talk to him about it but it's he's got a whole pool of just beautiful um almost like not new agey because mm-hmm. uh it's not really but you know bordering on he he had a lot of interest in sleep music like yeah, music to listen to yeah. while sleeping or meditating and um yeah so he he's a really underappreciated and un- unknown kind of yeah, composer so right. i'm really happy to be bringing that stuff out um yeah so lots in the lots in the uh, upcoming months and we we started off at the top of the show saying hey one of the most re- recent things that had come out was this new sarah devachi record yeah. and um we're now getting to it here in the course of yeah. the show i mean it's already sold out from source and you could probably maybe track down copies yeah, if you do like it quickly i'd forced, say yeah. forced exposure um, any, but you're going to do a CD reissue. There's a CD said, reissue, yeah. um, but that's limited to just 250 copies. So mm-hmm. I imagine that'll hopefully sell out as well. Um, but the CD actually has an extended track on it as well. The, the final piece, uh, there's an extra five minutes to it that just wouldn't fit on the record. So she made an LP edit. And so this is the full, the full track. Yeah. But what is the, what is her setup here? Cause I mean like the students, of De- not, oh yeah. Students of decay thing mm-hmm. from last year was really these distinct pieces using various, uh, instrumentation. Right. Was this more consistent across the board? Cause I've been intentionally like holding out on listening to this <laughs> until the record arrived when you came. So. Right. That's, that's <laughs> so interesting. Been, yeah. I respect your control there. Um, no, yeah. So this is, it's all Sarah in the studio by herself recording okay. mainly, um, Mellotron and organ. And I think that's pretty much it. There's okay. some piano, um, but mainly Mellotron and it's just, a, it's a beautiful record and it flows really, really nicely. So, okay. um, we can play, uh, an excerpt from it. And uh, so this is the second piece called Mordants. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful work and it's a beautiful album. And it's kind of a shame that it sold out. I should have made more. I made <laughs> 600 and I, had, I didn't really uh, understand how popular it was going to be and how popular she is. Um, so it, it went right away. And Second pressing. I know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of doing second pressings just because the time it takes to do vinyl and also i'd rather just do new yeah new yeah, work you know so but maybe maybe in a year or so we can mm-hmm. we can do a second person a, a record store release exactly. record store day yeah. release yeah yeah that'll be a hit um <laughs> okay well so here here's the the second piece from the album um which is it i always told sarah that this it sounded like kind of a proggy song oh to really me a little yeah. bit which little of course ELO here <laughs> in the terms of uh, Sarah's music, uh, of course. So, but here we are, so here you go.
So that came from your music for or for public ensemble. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think for a second there. Yeah, um, and that actually featured Sarah Devachi also and Ian William Craig, yeah. both the artists we played, of course, uh, throughout the show here. But uh, and actually, uh, Tom James Scott also plays on oh, that yeah, one. Yeah. He's in Elodie. The we were just talking about Andrew Chalk. So um, yeah, off mic, off of mic. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but, but that's. Yeah. Yeah, that was quite an undertaking, though. How how long did it take you to put together that record? I mean, working oh, with years and different... years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. Um, I can't remember. It was definitely over two years, um, maybe three years of kind of planning and working on it. And yeah, I mean, it was a great experience, and it's something that I'll never do again. So yeah. right, that, which <laughs> makes sense why you would say you want to just go into a hole and do something right. entirely on your own. Because totally. I imagine. It's fun, the collaboration piece, but waiting for contributions and piecing together contributions and making it all work. Especially because I didn't, you know, I wasn't paying anyone. I was not, you know, if if it was like, if it was a budgeted affair, I would be able to do it a little bit more professionally. But I kind of liked how informal it was. And I Mm -hmm. also liked the contrast of recording qualities of the material that I received. Like some, like Ian sent me like, you know, 
24-bit files and like nine layers of stacked up stuff. And then, <laughs> you know, Alan Mozik sent me, you know, tapes, a garbled tape, iPhone recording kind of thing. So I liked that disparity mm-hmm. and it, it was super fun to work with because fe- I, I don't personally, I don't, I'm not bothered by fidelity issues. Mm-hmm. I love, in fact, I like kind of like failing fidelities, whether it be digital or analog or whatever. Right. I just, I think it, it's something that doesn't really uh, turn me off, which is weird because I, I'm a master. I was engineer. just going to bring I it know. up. So someone who's a mastering person <laughs> that know. doesn't like rub you the wrong way. It does. Well, I feel like there, you can get a good sound out of anything, you know, so mm-hmm. even if it's a horrible fidelity, you can still f- make it presentable in such a, a way that right. is, that is that it's positive that so. it serves a, an, an artistic purpose perhaps, right or right something like so that. it's a weird take and i don't think a lot of people agree um but yeah i, I don't like i love um the band guided by voices <laughs> um in fact <laughs> we got we had some beers and listened listen to guided by voices in a basement my first night right. here so that was um, sean's like uh, <laughs> greetings to the midwest it was perfect it was great right. um but they have some you know awful fidelity which is charming to me you know yeah. so and we'll just uh, as a disclaimer there were no leg kicks yeah or no. anything in the basement <laughs> so sean would have went through the ceiling yeah. if that was the case so <laughs> he he contained himself yeah <laughs> But no, that was great. Anyway, so I, I appreciate that their outlook on recording and mm-hmm. um, just kind of not not caring necessarily about that, so. but still able to achieve uh, achieve really cool results. Right, exactly. Very limited. Yeah, means. yeah, exactly. So that's always been an, an inspiration. Um, but so, what else we got? We can play another record that's coming out that I just sent off to the plant by a French artist, uh, Jean Dupuy. Uh, who is mainly a, a poet and a visual artist, and he had some sound sound works. Um, I'll play one of his that is a train recording. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's called Paris Bordeaux, and it was it's it's meant to be played as loud as possible. Um, so it's it's a, you know it's a very intense recording. He had a a very expensive microphone in in the I think it's the late 60s or the early 70s where he there was a train that went between Paris and Bordeaux and he recorded the audio of the entire train ride through the bottom of a toilet um, <laughs> oh, with this microphone dangling underneath the belly of the train because I think back then the toilets you would just kind of shit into the fly right into the ground underneath the the, the train so it was he just dangled a microphone in there and and he'd presented it in uh in total darkness uh in a room and and it was just you know he's he's an amazing artist and a and a great poet who does a lot of like anagram mm-hmm. bizarreness with colors and and uh so anyways i'm doing a record of, of some of his unpublished stuff and there's going to be actually a really nice artist edition with that where you can get a drawing that he has yeah. made so um i want to start doing more of that where there's you know 20 artist edition copies that are yeah. quite special and unique um uh, like I remember hearing about Henri Chopin's the ooh or the he would do artist editions. I remember like Enea Lockwood made a sound hat, ten sound oh. hats where, you know, if you if you bought one of these artist editions, you would get one of her sound hats, which is basically a a hat with a bunch of bells and weird sound constructions <laughs> on it that you would wear, and it was just kind of a art sound piece. Um, but I love that sort of pushing it beyond just a record, you know. Right, right. So, anyway, so here's a. Uh, Paris Bordeaux. I'll I'll maintain the levels. If you choose to jack it as maximum <laughs> volume, you can control that on yes. your end, listener. <laughs> All right, here you go.
going to gonna chat over this one here. No scat singing or anything. <laughs> but, uh, another forthcoming release here. Very different from the power electronics, i.e. Uh, train noise yeah, that, was that from, preceded it. From Jean Dupuy. Yeah. This is Tom Phillips, actually, who put out a record on Obscure, Brian Eno's label, an, an opera that he wrote called Irma. Um, this is an album that I'm actually reissuing that Edition Hansorg Meyer put out, uh, which I'm very honored to be uh, working with with him and them, and it's just amazing. There's, there's so many other records that I would love to do from the Hansorg Meyer uh, edition. So this is a record called Words and Music, and it is half of it is kind of like this bizarre kind of British piano composition stuff. And then the, the B side of the record is him reading from his book, uh, A Humament, which is a book that if you're not familiar with it, he's been working on drawing and painting and finding new words over uh, the book, A Human Document. And he's done 10 iterations of it with these mm. beautiful, I mean, you should buy it. It's It's on amazon for like 10 bucks but it's like such a important beautiful you know rich book of poetry so it's basically him just reading poetry that he created from another book and you kind of have to see it to understand but Mm -hmm. he's all he's also an artist he he made the album cover for another green world by brian eno he's a visual artist as well so um anyways but this record is just very scarce and hard to find so i it's such a great opportunity to be able to reissue it right right and i love this piece we're saying it has a very rocky feel to it yeah which is something i haven't really done on recital right right yeah it's very cool yeah well we're kind of heading down to the last bit here and we thought uh together here that we would end where we began with another piece from ian william craig from this reissue that's due out and it's going to be the closing piece that appears on this double album reissue yeah and um what is what is the name of this it's called bone voyage westbrook 210 um and it's an old it's an old old track actually it it used to be called room 210 and i was actually playing cello and violin on it and we recorded it but then my computer died and all of the work was gone that i had done and that project was kind of abandoned um but so this is the version that is just ian and the yeah it closes out the the new deluxe edition that's coming out in june very cool yeah yeah it's a beautiful piece so well sean thanks so much for uh hanging out yeah uh, two hours of radio yeah with little sleep (laughs) and uh yeah we gotta go get a burger i'm quite hungry taking in the (laughs) midwestern experience He's done pull tabs. Yeah, pull he's tabs. listened to Guided by Voices in a basement. No, it's been really great. Thank you for <laughs> in bringing me out here. And yeah. the show last night was very fun as well. Yeah, so yeah, everyone's well, great. Yeah, thanks again. And we're gonna head into this last bit uh, with Ian William Craig. And if you have any questions for me, you can touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail Or if you want to look at the playlist here, because again, all this stuff is not out yet. Right. Uh, kind of put together your want list for upcoming recital releases <laughs> we'll post the complete playlist at our website at freeformfreakout.com and maybe i should mention what's your contact for recital oh I mean, the, the recital program yeah recitalprogram.com is the website so but yeah. let's head into this piece from ian william craig yeah <laughs> 